Good morning and welcome to the KLE podcast. This is your host, Sean Smith, with my co-host on this episode, these episodes of Building His Church, um, my co-host being Steve Bissett. Good morning, good Steve. Good morning, or good morning after, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good morning before, good morning after. So, um, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving for yesterday to all our listeners. Uh, it was really uh, a good day, and of course... Um, for my family and I, um, being here now just over a year, it was a great celebration of our second Thanksgiving in the country. I only got three more to do, and then we can apply for our citizenship. So that's pretty exciting. Wow, that's great. Them. Yeah, we're ticking them off. It's uh, yeah, it's really exciting. And of course, we were grateful to um, celebrate another year of Jesse's health. It was interesting, Steve. Is like last year. Um, Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, we got news that he was, his surgery, of course, had been successful, but that um, the results came back and he was totally cancer-free. So, right. so you know, that was a vivid memory for me still from from last year. So, um, very, A lot of Thanksgiving. A very, very um, good Thanksgiving for for us. And of course, um, you know, we, we've celebrated a year more, well, nearly a year of uh, this podcast, KLE, and uh, you and I on, um, since January, we've been going um, on the KLE podcast, doing Building His Church, practically every Friday, if it wasn't a Saturday or a Sunday or a Monday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but just about practically every week having a, having a discussion and uh, sharing our conversations with, with uh, our listeners across the world. Um, there's, I think it's like four or five nations that we, the people are listening. So that's been pretty exciting. It's been a good journey. I've enjoyed it tremendously. And, um, and well, I'm off to South Africa next week, so there will be no episode. This is the end of season one today um, for for the KLE. The episode of this Friday episode, which is our sort of flag episode being the longer one of the week. I might still be popping on with an odd word here or there um, over the holidays uh, until I get back in January. Um, but it's going to be South Africa not having um, super super speed, and um, with other with people, and I'm not sure when I'm always going to be have access to the internet. So um, I will I will say hi every now and again, but very every now and again. But this is going to be the end of the season for building his church episodes, and uh, we're going to I'm going to be spending some time praying about what God is wanting to do in the new year and what the look will be what the what the approach will be and maybe we just carry on the way we are going um so um but there'll be we'll let you know about that and and that's it from the announcement side of things so steve we are now on our last one for 2019 what was the most outstanding thing for you this year on the podcast? I don't know. I can, I can barely talk right now. I'm sorry. I, I, as you get older, I'm 60, 64 now. And the other day I looked in the mirror and I, I saw this hair. I thought, oh, my wife missed a hair when she was cutting my hair. And uh, I found out that I had a two and a half inch hair growing out of the top of my ear. I thought, what in the world is that? <laughs> and then I, I looked close, and there was another one growing out of the middle of my ear, you know, that little do-flappy thing. And, I, and so I yanked them out. Well, just now I found a big hair sticking out of my nose, and I pulled on it. And now my <laughs> eyes are watering, and I, and I can hardly talk. <laughs> oh, man, that hurts. That's the thing to do just before a podcast episode, brother. What during one? What are you doing? What are you thinking? Oh <laughs> uh, no, that's not just no. That's, oh man, you're making my eyes water just think about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can barely see right now what I what I was even looking at. Oh my word! Woo, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I guess just the just the fact that we were 
um, able to able to talk about such a variety of things as far as just um, and and helping people maybe understand a little bit more that we've been we've been building on a different type of priesthood than we've at least that's what struck me is the priesthood aspect of things because uh, up till now most people think about leadership in the church as far as uh, the pastor the person who stands up front the one you see all the time but actually in the in the order of priesthood that Christ is of that's not the way it that's not the way his church is built so um, you know the whole foundational structure of of what we see as as building um, building the church is not is not building the organizational structure it's building the person because uh, they are part of the church so if i'm built if i'm to build the church i'm to build you personally and i guess just to be able to hit that several times and to hopefully you know, get people to understand that you're not there to build the organizational structure of this group you're there to build the individual person till we all come to the fullness and stature of christ the messiah yeah so um to me that's kind of the um just to be able to get that out a little bit with a little bit more clarity uh and hopefully people uh will see that that it's just those that are around you those that were are given to us uh just like christ said I, i've been faithful with those you've given unto me um, you know, we just be faithful with the ones that are given to us and don't worry about some big ministry or some big thing somewhere. You just, whoever's given to you, whoever's in your life at that point, help them come to the fullness and stature of Christ, however that is. Yeah, that's good. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think for, for me, um, it's not been so much the, the topics that we've communicated, but just the fact that you know, um, it's it's been it's been good for me. I must be honest. It's just you know having these conversations with you, being able to discuss these issues, things that we've been discussing for years, and and you know our conversations. Right. Right. Generally, we we ramble on and talk about all sorts and jump from <laughs> one thing to the other, and and in uh, two hours later we like okay now listen we really got to go, and then we kick off on something else again and. And and after some some really challenging things for me, you know, leading up to 2019, and um, and uh, you, you know, just really try finding my momentum, getting traction, getting you know, not discovering but allowing the message in me to come out. This has right. been a, a, a excellent, an incredible time of just sharing, and I right. think it's simply because. We all, like I said, we've always done this, but actually we've, what we've done is been able to put it together and get it out to more people. And that's right. been encouraging to me. That's been edifying to me. It's been really inspirational to me. And just seeing that the people listening, you know, because obviously I check the stats every week and, and just seeing people listening and coming online and, catching up after later and even though it's a it is a long episode that you and i have indulged here but um is it's it's been really really encouraging for me and uh, and I, um so i'm i'm maybe changing the emphasis a little bit but i just wanted to say how very grateful i am i mean steve for for you sending it out to you know people that you know all across the country and uh, which is which is uh, you know made made people aware of these things that they and they've listened and but you know for people taking the time and and uh, um for for tom sending us a message every other week saying hey you guys are doing great it's been encouraging and uh, yeah. or consider this guys <laughs> yes yeah think about this uh, yeah. yeah so um it just for, for me it you know the journey is i'm i'm grateful that we could get it out there but i'm grateful we've got people that are hopping on to listen to what we're putting out there. You right. Know? So and then sharing back. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been, it's been a good journey for me. Uh, it's been a journey of, of more than just uh, starting something, but actually right. getting momentum, getting traction for, for who I am in, in, in a new country with a whole new approach and whatever right. else. 
rediscovery. That just reminds me of what the Dead Sea uh, was all about. Why, you know, why was the Dead Sea called the Dead Sea? Well, it's because they're, you know, it was too salty. Nothing could live in it. Yeah. And what's interesting about the Dead Sea is that it had all sorts of inlets into it, mainly the Jordan River, but there was no outlet. Yeah. And so it became very salty because it would just evaporate all the water out and it would leave the salt content or the minerals. So it was a very high mineralized content. But uh, when you don't have an outlet, when you don't, when you don't share <clears throat> what you've got in your heart or what God's put in there, <clears throat> um, you, you're not able to, you become overly salty or you become really of no use uh, anymore because there's so much you just become clogged up. It's like in Song of Solomon, he says, come on, north wind, and blow thou south, and blow upon my garden, that the spices thereof may flow out. Because it says earlier in that chapter, uh, it says, this is my sister, my spouse. She's a fountain shut up and a garden enclosed. So come on, north wind, and blow thou south, and blow upon my garden. But you think about the, the fact that she's been a fountain shut up. You know, if we're a fountain shut up, uh, there is, it is almost like you don't know in your own self where the Spirit of the Lord is going, what he's doing, what's happening, because it's become so stagnant in you. Exactly. I guess that's why it says that a counsel is bound up in the heart of man, but a man of understanding will draw it from him. It's like there's a big wellspring of living water in your own heart, and there's nobody around to draw it out. Yeah. And um, I guess that's what's been fun for me, too, is the fact that while we're talking like this, it taps different areas or draws out from that wellspring of life yeah. uh, so many different aspects of different things that it's, it gets the, uh, quote, juices flowing. It gets the river flowing. It gets, that, it gets that thing flowing that was supposed to be flowing all along, but it, it adds impetus to the, to the strength of that flow again. Exactly right. <clears throat> because you can, you know, I mean, however, and however God wants you to communicate um, with with the world around you, uh, you know, and, and not everybody's called to do this. Not everybody is called to even, you know, has a a, a oratory gift. The Bible, I mean, in one in one Peter chapter four, it talks about that. Let him who speaks or communicates verbally, orally, let him you know, speak as the oracles of God. In other words, right. you know, be very careful about what you're saying. Don't just say anything. And right. then it says, but him who serves, let him serve in the strength of God. So then in all these things, God gets the glory. And, uh, right. and we, you know, and it's not one better than the other or one more, you know, more, more spiritual than the other, or, you know, it's like everybody has a place that they contribute to the body of Christ. Every member is important, whether you're, right. the, whether you're the toe, the, the, you know, um, various parts of the body. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that, you, you know, the hind end. <laughs> yes. And so, some, some parts are like, you think are more important than others, but actually right, and they're when not. it comes down to it, you right. know, just just let the rear end shut down and everything shuts down and it's a That's very true. small part that does it has a lot of influence man yeah so um so it doesn't matter you know whether whether your your gift is is very practical and i'm not just talking about your gift this is an interesting concept to me steve and i see this comes up all the time um how people um the, the 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 church and i'm talking about now the organizational structure of the church is always like training people on their gift but it's always focused on how to serve within the context of the church right and how to deliver their gift you know so if you if you this and so they go through the whole program of the of the uh, 12 charismas uh, not the 12 charismas the two charismas of Romans chapter 12, but it's right. the focus, the emphasis is always how, how to serve in the church. I don't see people actually being equipped on how to deliver that gifting or that ability into the, the culture of the day. You know, it's like right. within politics or within the education, medical realm, business realm, 
you know, whatever, whatever um, area that you are prominent in or where you are, where God has actually set you, um, that's your Garden of Eden where you need to be producing, you know. So, right. and whether it's whether you're communicating orally as, um, or whether you, whether you, God's given you a strength, an ability, a skill of, you know, of, of practical importance. Um, that you can serve others and add value to their life and thereby begin to communicate a, the values of the kingdom of God, you know? Right. One thing that I've seen a lot of um, in different meetings and different things like that, there, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of friends of mine and stuff have been groaning about, uh, oh, we've got to find the flow of God. You know, what's the flow of God right now? What, what is he doing? Let's find the, let's find the river of God and jump in, you know, so that we're swept along uh, with the floodwaters and uh, it's easy that way, basically, you know, find out what he's already doing and everybody just jumps in and, and bobs along together. Another concept of revival. Right, 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 yeah. right. Uh, but it's it's funny because in Ezekiel 47, um, it, there was a man that was sent with a line in his hand to measure the temple in the last uh, several chapters of, of um, the 40s in Ezekiel. In 47, it says, Afterward, he brought me again to the door of the house. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the door or the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under the right side of the house and at the south side of the altar, and brought me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me by the way without, well, anyway. Uh, the, the funny thing about this whole thing is it says that he's, he's looking for, there's waters that begin to flow out of this house, or out of this temple, and, it's, and he was facing toward the east. It, it, it was from the door that faced toward the east. If my, if my thoughts, if my intent are toward Christ, my expectation is toward the east. You know, that's where he's coming from again, basically, yeah. is, is from the east. And it says, then, then the man with the line in his hand went forth eastward, and he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the ankles. Now, we've heard this preached probably, I don't know, I've probably heard it a hundred times. And then he took another thousand, and he brought me through the waters again, and they were to the knees, and then they were measured a thousand and brought me through, and the waters were to the loins. Afterward, he measured, and it was a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. And uh, this, is, this is coming out from under the threshold of the temple or the house. Yeah. The, we're not looking for a river that flows from it says it flows from the throne of god um in in revelation it says that there's a river that flows from the throne of god and if his throne is in my heart i am his temple you and i are his temple and out of out of our bellies is to flow a river of living water and they measured a thousand feet and it was ankle deep and then it was knee deep and then waist deep and then finally it was waters deep enough to swim in and if you think about that in context of us as a temple, as opposed to looking for the river of God that comes from some other, from heaven, from someplace, you know, someplace else, and realize that out of our bellies flows a river of living water. It comes out of you. It comes out of me. And our job is to help draw it out of other people. Our job is to help get that river flowing again, not that they become a dead sea anymore. And then it says, then I returned to the bank of the river, and there were very many trees on one side and on the other. And he said, these waters issued out of the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which when brought forth into the sea, the waters became healed. Our waters, when they come forth out of our belly and begin to flow, there's trees, as it says a little bit later, it says there's trees of righteousness, the planet of the Lord, it says in Psalms. But there's trees on every side of our river, wherever we flow. And it says, out of these trees flows fruit, then, wow. for the healing of the nations. Yes. Come on. So there are trees of righteousness planted beside your river, not beside some 
weird river just flowing, you know, that we have to try to find and hop into somewhere. This is out of your belly, and there's trees that are supposed to be planted by the river that comes out of your belly that on their on theirs will be leaves for healing, and also there will be fruit for feeding the nations. Yeah, yeah. And it says, and, and wherever this flowed, wherever this thing flowed, it says the fishes became healed. And it says the fishes came hither, and the waters, the rivers came down, and, and it says uh, wherever the river shall come shall live. And it says even the desert shall blossom like a rose again. Wow, yeah. So wherever it is that that river that comes out of your belly flows, I mean begins to flow, it's not just ankle deep. It's not just knee deep. It's not just, it's waters deep enough to swim in. And it yeah. brings life out of your belly. It brings life right. wherever it flows. Yeah. And it says, even the miry places thereof and all the marshes thereof shall be healed. And they shall, not, and they shall, they shall be given to salt. But the river on the bank thereof and this side and that side shall grow all the trees for meat whose leaf shall not fade neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his months because their waters issued out of the sanctuary and the fruit thereof shall be for meat and the leaf thereof for medicine. Yeah, wherever it is that your river flows, wherever it is that comes out of your belly, there's a portion that begins to be for an inheritance of the land once again. And these trees are going to begin to grow up beside you because you're the one bringing the healing and the life and the water and the nutrition and the and whatever it else that you're bringing life once again to a dry and arid land. Yeah. And then in the very last chapter, the very last verse of Ezekiel, it says, it says this is. Oh wait a minute here, and that's not the last verse. It's toward the last of it anyway. And it says this is none other than the house of God. This is. And this is the conclusion this guy came to. He says, this sanctuary, this thing, this whatever it is that this river is flowing out, this is none other than the house of God. You are the house of God. You are that sanctuary. Out from underneath your door that's facing east, that's facing toward the expectancy of Christ, comes forth a river that shall not be quenched anymore. It shall not be shut up, but it begins to flow and it brings life wherever it goes. Yeah, so it's just exactly. it's just interesting to me that there's there's so much more to some of these little stories that we've that we've preached over and over, but we've seen it in context of an organizational structure. We've seen it in context of of some ethereal being somewhere that has his river flowing, and we're supposed to run and hop into it or find out where it is and and somehow get into it and be a part of it. But no, this is something that's intended to come out of you. Right the temple of God, and it comes out of us together when we come together. It's like tributaries coming together, and because we've come together, there becomes a flow of a river that is so strong and powerful that it, it churns up dead seas wherever it goes and brings life to desert and arid places. Yeah. So. And that's right. And, that, and that is, I mean, that's powerful. That That's exactly um, <clears throat> what... Uh, yeah, is uh, we we're not trying to. Is that's the thing? Is we're still looking for this external kind of thing that's right. going to right. that's going to make everything me. right. You know. Yeah. Uh, last night I was sitting with some folk and and we were talking. You know, just about um, the you know what's going on in America and with politics and and just this under undercurrent. You did that on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, they put me at the table. They're gonna get it, man. I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, politics. Woo. Yeah, yeah. See, they, man. Well, you know, I just like. For me, it's not about politics. It's about about you know. I, I'm. Everybody asks. I say I'm thankful. I, I you know I'm an immigrant here. I'm so right. grateful to God. So thankful to God to be in this country. And and I you know as I we as I shared before is like I've, you know for us it's been a dream you know and so right. here we are. And then suddenly I'm looking around me and when I'm looking at the nation, I'm seeing, uh, boy, you know, there's, there's stuff going on here that is right. um, not, you know, it, there's an undermining of, of everything that America has stands right. for and has stood for, you know, because right, right. Steve, this is, you know, anyway, I mean, coming from where <laughs> we come from, you understand is that yes. you know, America is the 
last voice of freedom, the last voice of, of democracy, the last voice of religious freedom in the world. And right. if, if America loses its values, if America loses who it is and what it stands for, the, 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 the freedom of speech and the justice for all, um, we lose, we, we lo we've lost the whole thing because it's not coming from anywhere else, I can tell you that. And, right. and, uh, and if, if America loses it, and it's more so now than ever before. So I was like putting that out there. And, uh, and the one lady said, yeah, we need to pray for our nation. And I said, you know, it's true. We do. We do need to pray because that sort of ushers in the su a supernatural atmosphere. But I said, but what it's going to take is every person, every person in the church and every, I'm not even talking about just the church. I'm talking about any same person with a, a bit of common sense in their garden and and who values their their freedom who values the next generation needs to get out of the four walls get off their seats get off right. their couch and actually begin to bring who they are into right the out of your belly out of their belly will flow rivers of living water that's exactly right and and I thought, you know, I was just thinking of that scripture now um, in verse uh, John chapter 7, 37. It says, now on the last and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and called out in a loud voice. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, who adheres to trust in or relies on me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers right. of living water. And right. it says, but he was speaking of the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him as Savior were to receive afterwards. The Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified, raised to honor. And so the, the, um, the Holy Spirit has come to dwell in us now. We see the birthing of, of the body of Christ as such in, in, in the new priesthood order with the whole new, with a whole new covenant, with a with the, with Christ as the as the as the high priest, as the chief shepherd, as the mediator, the surety, is births in supernatural means, uh, in a supernatural way, in Acts chapter one and Acts chapter two, we see that birthing of and and the Holy Spirit being given as the gift that was promised of the Father into right. every single one of us. And now we have uh, this, this promise that Jesus made from his innermost being will flow, not possibly flow, not for a special right. few to flow, but continually will flow rivers of living water, right. living water, not dead water, like he said, right. but living water, bringing life and restoration and bringing, and bringing order and bringing, right. bringing what, what, what the kingdom of God is into, into our world and into our community. But yeah. we can't be sitting in our meetings. We can't no. be sitting in our, in our religious little uh, concepts mm. and in our constitution. I mean, you know, is our denominational restrictions, you know, that's the thing right. is we always gravitate to that. And that's all we preach, you know, is like what they, and we've got to get beyond that and begin to influence the world around us with the rivers right. of living water. Well, and John chapter 7 basically is the fulfillment of what was prophesied. What was prophesied. Yeah, in Ezekiel 47 and 48 and 49. But anyway, it's just that it's the, it's the prospect that we don't, we think about these things, some of these things in past and not realizing that now they are fulfilled. I mean, this is, we're in a new covenant now. This was old covenant. This guy was, this guy was talking about what things are to come to pass. And now all the promises of God are yes and amen. And out of, we're not looking anymore for this river. Like you said, it's, this isn't what wasn't just to some organizational structure. This is out of your belly float a river into a land that was lost, into a land that was dry, into a land that had no sustenance. It had no life. It had no way of getting water. It had no way of getting food. And yet alongside your river popped up these trees that were, that had leaves on them for healing for the nations. It healed them. And it says for the nations, it didn't say, it didn't say just for, 
you know, just for us few and no more, you know, yeah, us four and no more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was for the healing of the nations. And then the fishes in the sea once again came, came and, and, and so now we not just, we don't just have, we don't just have sustenance and food and water and everything else. Now we have a way of livelihood even. Yes. I mean, it brought a whole industry, which is fishing and everything else. I mean, when you think about the extent of it, what's in us brings life back to the land, wherever it is we're at. Right. Exactly. And it's interesting, you know, I mean, we, 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 me, for me, it's like, we always go back. We have to think about what we are restored to or redeemed to or um, revived, if you want to, to, you know, or recreated. We are new creations in Christ. We are recreated. So what are, what are we going back to? And right. what was the original state? That's always the, you know, I don't know. They, everybody comes up with their little theological debates and opinions and whatever else. I was like, well, keep it simple. I, I don't know why people complicate it so much with their theology. But, I, I, you know, when we talked about rivers, I, I just thought of this now in Genesis chapter 2, verse 10. And God creates this garden and puts, appoints, appoints Adam, the species of man, into this garden. And it says, verse 10, now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden. And from mm. there, it divided and became four branching rivers. The first right. is named Pishon. Um, it flowed around the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Bedillium, a fragrant, valuable resin, and the onyx stone are found there. Verse 13, the name of the second river is Gihon. It flowed around the entire land of Cush. And the third river is Hedekel or Tigris, and it flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. So the Lord God took the man he had made and settled him or appointed him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. So, right. you know, is that the, God sets up this garden and what he does is he sends a river that flowed, you know, into to uh, bring all everything that was necessary into that garden and right. uh, to water it and uh, to nourish it with, with that water. And that's exactly what we've been restored to. But now in a spiritual right. way is that um, out of, out of our Eden flows water and uh, it, it will flow into all the areas that we're involved in to bring right. goodness, to bring life, to bring value when I read that, it's all about, you know, what value it brings to water it and, and right. so that we can cultivate what we've got going on around us. We, God wants us to cultivate it and, uh, in, you know, to, to partake of that tree that we, of life that we, and, uh, and all the trees that, that are around us, you know, so. Um, uh, and like you said, you know, we're supposed to. We're not supposed to, but I mean, we've been placed into our Eden, our Garden of Eden, yes. to to dress it and to yes. keep it. Exactly. And so we're we're placed on this earth, wherever it is we're placed right now, it's to dress and keep, be a steward over what we've got. Yeah, yeah. And we could. Right. I I know I I'm not so much into the name it claim it thing. However, what was Adam supposed to do when he got into? He was supposed to name everything for crying That's out right. loud. Yes, he did. Yeah. And as he called it, as he called it, so it was. I mean, if I yeah. say, if I keep saying that this land is terrible, that it's, it's the worst in the whole world, you know, and, and there's so much poverty here, there's so much. It says, out of the mouth of the righteous, the city will be exalted, but out of the mouth of the wicked, it should be brought low. Yeah. Am I going to speak for my king and my master and the God who created everything and say, hey, I was sent here for this purpose? That's right. It's my For this purpose was this yeah. son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So I'm here. I've been placed here to take back this land. That's right. It's not the devil's. It belongs unto the Lord, our God. And so therefore I've been sent here with this river to flow. So that this place becomes prosperous again. This place here becomes full of life again. This place here has hope again. And that's what I was sent here for. That's what we were all sent here for as sons of the living God. Exactly. That's in, 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 if you back up a little bit in Genesis in chapter 2, and it says, verse 8, And the Lord God planted a garden, an oasis in the east, in Eden, at 
and Eden means a delightful land of happiness. Mm. <laughs> and he put the man whom he had formed created there. And in the garden, the Lord caused to grow from the ground every tree that is desirable and pleasing in the sight, to the sight, and good, suitable, pleasant for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge, of course, fruit was also there. And and uh, but but. You know, it was a delightful place. It, and that's what we're supposed to bring. We're supposed to bring the kingdom of God into where we are. And it right. becomes a delightful place. It becomes a place of delight, a land of happiness. It becomes a land that's flourishing. So um, our Eden, and that's what, that exactly what you're saying, is like our Eden is, um, is the place that God places us. And sometimes, you know, we, we, we sometimes so busy complaining and we want to work with other Christians and stuff like that. But we are exactly where God wants us to be right now. And right. he wants us to influence where we are right now. Right. And, and to bring and bring the water into that Eden or and into and out of Eden flows the water to the garden uh, and uh, and so um, we begin to influence everything and making it a delightful right. land of happiness. I mean, that's... even like in Esther, it was talking about um, you know she was kind of saying, well, you know, do I really have any persuasion over the king? Do I really have anything to say? You know, I'm just a humble servant. You know, come from Israel. I'm just you know one one person. Yeah. And basically, it was said to her is that God even said that if you do not speak up, if you hold your peace right now, I will surely send salvation from another source. I'm going to surely send salvation. However, don't hold your peace because who knows that you are sent to the kingdom for such a time as this. Exactly. Yeah, and we're sent to the kingdom, not, not just into this world, but sent to the kingdom for such a time as this. Right. This is what we're affecting this, our little Eden for, is for the yeah. kingdom. Exactly, and that's what it is. It's establishing the kingdom of God, yeah. Right, wherever we go, and that's yeah. what that river does. It says, I'm going to show you a different king. This has been a dry and arid land. This has been a place where all the life has been sucked out of it, but yeah. now I'm sending you because you're for a sign and wonder. My children are for signs and wonders, he said. Yeah. So I'm sending you because now I'm going to show what the kingdom of heaven is. I'm going to show his rule, his reign and authority. I'm going to show that I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. More abundantly, exactly right. And, you know, that, and that's the thing. So, you know, whatever, whatever God, you know, whatever God has called, not just called, you know, we, I'm, 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 I must sound reluctant, but and I'm not trying to downplay anything, but we've become so religiousized in in some of these terms. You know, it's like um, right, you know, right. being called and and uh, I, I, and it's all true. I mean, I understand all of that, but we've made we've the religious connotations have become so. Yeah. We've um, made it something it's not. It's something it's not. We've taken it totally out of out of context to to what it really is. But anyway, let's, uh, without, without digressing into another topic, but <laughs> it's just, uh, um, it's just to understand is whatever, whatever, in, whatever God's created you, assignment he's created you for in the earth, you know, we need to, whether it's, whether it's uh, speaking or, or just delivering. And it's always about delivery. It's all about how, he wants something delivered. And it doesn't mean the people that aren't gifted in speaking don't speak. I mean, that's not what it's saying either. But it's like some people are there to communicate verbally what needs to be said. That's what, what Peter is saying. And, and some are there to, to add value by what they do, by how they serve. And everybody serves. I mean, it's not. Right, I remember right. one day we're sitting in in our camp in in South Africa, and up in the mountain, and and one of the guys said, "I said, why why is the camp not being organized?" They said, "No, we're waiting for helps to arrive." And I said, "What?" Oh uh, you know, man, I've heard uh, that before. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So we're not going to do anything because because we we sit around as elders because the helps right. have to come and the do the deacons are here yeah yet. so you so what we're doing is we're looking for how many people can serve us not how many people we can serve right and right. and the fact of the matter is is that we are to be the ones that 
that's that's the thing is God plants the garden um, and he puts us there. So he's got an area, he's got harvest and he puts you and I whom he's created with a mission, with an assignment to that. And he puts right. us there. And what and, do you suppose the reason is that holds us back most of the time from doing yeah, whatever? And I, I'm sorry, I, you know, it's the one thing that I harp on all the time and it comes back down to mindset. And right. the, because um, we've been, and that's why I keep using this religious thing. And, you know, guys are going, well, anyway, let's get into that. But anyway, so, so um, yeah, because we've been programmed with a mindset. We've been programmed with a certain way of doing it that the, the religious world has um, imposed on us. And from young already, we've been educated and programmed to think in, in a certain way. And that thinking produces an attitude, that attitude produces um, decisions, choices, and behavior, actions, which become right. habits in our life. I, I know it sounds a bit logical, but that, you know, I, I, I asked myself the same question a number of years ago. And I was like, why do leaders act the way they act? Even though they know it's, well, they don't know. Even though they're not getting results, they still act in a certain way and will fight you. They will cut off your head, flog you, burn you at the stake to have their way of doing it. But it's not working. And, and, uh, and I, I looked at the body of Christ and why doesn't the body of Christ become more effective why, why aren't we doing that <clears throat> and and i began to look at this closely and of course what we spoke about last week is going back to that mind shift that spirit of the mind when i looked at that thing and i said you know that's what the bible teaches us and that's what jesus was saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand right metanoia change the way you think not just change your thinking but change the way you think the very right. course the very the very inception of your thoughts needs to be changed. So the very spirit of your mind has to be changed. And he didn't say, you know, do this or do that or whatever else. Everything flowed out of that for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Exactly right. what John the Baptist preached. And, and um, so when I, that became my, my, uh, <laughs> what's the right word for it but you know it became the the key to, for me to the whole thing was right change your thinking with the kingdom of heaven is at hand and when i went back to genesis i go that's what we need we we've lost that we've we've been restored back to the kingdom of god in the kingdom of the son of his love we've been redeemed we are new creatures in christ um we are the the the, the, the righteousness of god in christ but we've been preached sin, we've been preached bad behavior, we've been preached conformance to an organization, we've been preached uh, you better obey the religious order of the day, and we've not been given. So the mindset has been totally, totally limited to. Yeah, and the struggle with the mindset is, is that a lot of times it says a double-minded man is unstable in all well, of his ways. Exactly. We find... We find the mind of Christ, but we also have this other mind that goes, well, maybe I shouldn't do that, or maybe maybe that's not really what it's supposed to be, or whatever. Um, it's funny because in uh, it, when, when Peter was out walking on the water, and you think about the parameters in which Peter was, this is something he'd been working at all of his life. I mean, he's a fisherman, so he had a physical barrier around him that he knew never to step out over. You don't step out over the gunnels of a boat. Uh, because you're going to sink. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, he had his eyes upon Christ, and he, he just stepped out and went toward Christ, whatever that was. He wasn't even thinking about anything else. Yeah. His, mind, his mind was set upon Christ. So as, as he began to walk, then all of a sudden, he became aware of the storm or the waves and everything else happening around him. Well, he began to sink. And when he reached out his hand, of course, Christ grabbed his hands, and it says immediately they were back in the boat. Yeah. Immediately. And uh, Jesus at that point said to him, uh, Peter, wherefore didst thou doubt? And I always thought, you know, why would you say something like that? But the word doubt there simply means to think twice about it or to have another mind about it. Yeah, to halt between two. Yeah, to, to halt between two decisions or halt between two opinions. Right. So you, you've got this one mind that's going, wow, I've got Christ here in front of me, but I've got this other mind that's still there 
you know, it, rather than being renewed in your mind yeah. <laughs> by the word of God, yeah. you've got still this other mind that keeps saying, well, maybe you shouldn't do this. It's, there's an, another word that says um, in Mark chapter four, where it says, or 11, where it says that if you um, have the faith of God, uh, for if you speak to this mountain, tell it removed and cast in the sea, and do not doubt in your heart, you shall have whatsoever thou sayest. Yeah. The word doubt there is a different word. It, it literally means to make mental judgment or a mental list, or it, it's a judging. In fact, uh, it says over in Corinthians where it says, uh, if you're going to prophesy, let it be by two or three. Uh, and it says, and let another judge. It's that word judge yes. is the same word that they use for doubt. Uh, yes, it's the diacrinos, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's that mental it's a mental decision-making process that very well denies the very purpose and the power of God in your life. Right. So therefore, getting your mind renewed to what Christ is doing and keep this mind, which be in Christ Jesus, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you now have the mind of Christ. The, the problem is, is our old mind, which has not been, number one, renewed, but it, we haven't received with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. It's able to set your mind back on course and be able to set you back to that position where I am sent to this earth for such a time as this. I am sent to this region, this place, and God shall surely prosper, not just me, but everybody. I was sent here not just to prosper me, but to prosper everybody else around me. Yeah. I was sent as a river of living water for these people. And to get that mind set back in us, to realize that we were sent to undo the, everything that Satan has been sent to do. I was sent to deliver and set the captive free. Right. To give sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf once again, to raise the dead, to set at liberty those who are captive. There are so many people around us that are captives to so much that if they just tasted of that river of life again, they'd get excited. Yeah. So I think, I think that's, that's been our, you know, our, our approach is like really to dismantle religious thinking. Uh, right, you know, we right. can't do it all in, in, in just one, one splurge a week, you know, but, but right. it, this is just to really get people thinking about some of the religious things that we do that in fact limit us and limit the world from tasting what is the true water, you know, the true river right. of life that flows from Eden. And, and, uh, and because we, yeah, we, we try to dismantle thinking that, that, and the, the thing about it is, is that you see like Peter, when he walks on, on the water, when people, when you're under pressure, when you're under stress, when you're under, uh, when you're under in a, in a crisis kind of situation, you always default to the worst level. Right. So we always go to the most the 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 most negative, the most um, the most uh, <laughs> complaining, you know, the the, the the most limiting level to to find try and find safety. That's just our that's just our fleshliness, you know, is that we always default to. Isn't it interesting? Like you go to Galatians. You know, you've got on one side, you've got the works of the flesh and you've got the fruit of the spirit. And, and, but look what happens is people always default to the works of the flesh. Right. When, when they, when they're not, you know, walking in the river. <laughs> so, so, right. um, we, we tend to do that. And we, we, so like they talk about being, speaking with forked tongue, we kind of think with forked mind, you know, it's just right. This, like you say, two minded. Double minded. Yeah. yeah. And Peter, he, he knew he knew what Jesus had said. He walked on that word, but in the crisis, in the in the pressure of the situation, in the in the the whole turmoil of the situation, he defaults again to his other thinking and and right. and uh, he, he weighs it up and says. Uh, you know, quickly, that's how fast our mind is, is right. weighs it up quickly and says, I, I can't do this, you know. So um, we, we've, we can bring what God has given us when we begin to bring it the way right. Jesus laid it out for us. And it well, takes, we revert to that which is natural to us. Well, it did, we do. That's exactly yeah. right. 
And, and if we haven't had that natural mind renewed into the mind of the spirit or the, spirit, the mind of Christ, we don't, we continue to have that war. Uh, just like it says, there were two twins that were in, in the mother's womb. And it, and it said that they warred with one another. And basically it says that the elder shall serve the younger. Well, the elder one that came out, my, I was a soul man. I'm a soul man. I mean, that was the first thing I was born as was soul, mind, will, and emotions. My second man, I was born again. My second man or the younger brother was born again, but he was a man of the spirit. So here we got a, a spirit man that was born after the man of the flesh. He was born after, and it says the elder, the, the soul man is supposed to serve the spirit. But yet there's a war that goes on all the time because my, my elder one, I still think, is supposed to have the inheritance. So I'm going to think about this. I'm going to figure out how to do this, bless God, and then it's going to get blessed. No, you follow by the spirit of the living God. That's what gets blessed. It's not... It's not that mind or that trying to think about it or trying to find your way through it. Once you begin to think about it, you see all the storm, you see all the waves and everything else, and you sink. Yeah. Uh, like, just like it says, you know, the day I partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I mean, it, it may even be good to do for God. But yeah. the fact is, it's just the plain wrong tree. You're, you're trying to think about it. Yeah. You're trying to do it by the first or natural man, not by what, what it is the spirit of the Lord's telling you to do. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not a matter of walking in some sort of uh, in some sort of a river. It's a matter of out of your belly flows this river. And I guess that's the thing that's gotten me so much over the last five years or so is once I discovered that this is supposed to come out of my belly. I'm not looking for something, uh, like you said, exteriorly, yeah. exteriorly, exterior, yeah. externally, externally. There, that's the <laughs> word. <laughs> I'm not looking for something externally uh, to to impose its its force or its um, its effect upon me. I out of my belly comes that force and effect That's right. and so to realize that it's christ in me the hope of glory not just the hope of my glory it's the hope of the glory of whatever this world is hoping for right now around me right. Right. so i am the hope i've been sent to give hope of that glory of god in this situation or in this land or in this in this uh business or in this whatever it is i am that that was sent for that yeah so it's, I, I, out of my belly flows, a, flows that river that's going to be waters deep enough to swim in, or is waters deep enough to swim in? Uh, not going to be, it is. It's not just ankle deep or waist deep or knee deep or whatever. It's that waters deep enough, and people can get in that and swim and realize that this is the flow of God. And it does something inside their own heart. It begins to churn up that wellspring of living water, that wellspring of life within them, too. Yeah, exactly. And begins to draw it back out of them again. And that, and that you know, the other thing, of course, I think, I think is that a lot of people think that they don't have enough power. They don't, you know, they, they right. can't do it like the guy on the platform does, you know, they're right. not Benny Hinn. And, and so they try and be Benny Hinn or whoever else is the latest trendy right. person that can, you know, see people falling down and have accurate prophecies and, you know, see people jumping out of wheelchairs or whatever the story is, is that, so we don't have enough power. We don't have enough spirituality. So it's not us. And, and, you know, and that's exactly what you and I have tried to dismantle is that whole mentality of that. There's this one man show, the celebrity status that, you know, where, where people pump up and promote themselves and whatever else you, where you are, where you and I are right now in the earth, doing what we're doing, influencing in the workplace, in the, in the hospital, in wherever we are, in, as teachers in the classroom, we have this incredible ability to influence people with the river of life that flows out of us. Right. Out of that will come the signs, the wonders, the results of these things. Right, right. You know, and, and we, we, we mustn't get into the idea that we disqualify ourselves, get in two minds, Oh, you little faith, why did you doubt? <laughs> Don't yeah. doubt your your assignment. Don't doubt your your 
that God, that Jesus has thrust you out as, as sheep among wolves to influence them with who you are right now, even though you don't have some super, super duper ministry and some super duper gifting that makes you like this incredible person. That's exactly where the whole thing breaks down is that we think as the church, we've got to impress the world and we can't impress them. They're not impressed by our meetings and our fancy and our stage performances. They right. are impressed by the people that are among them, that are life to them, that bring that influence. And that, to me, that's what the river of life is. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit right. brings the influence of the kingdom of God into people's lives because right. you prepare to build relationship with them because you prepare to care for them. I was reading somebody the other day said, I'd rather have um, a 50% authenticity of the real you than a hundred percent of fake being somebody else. And, and we need the authentic church to be who they are with their gifting, with their ability, you know, that strength that God's given you. That whether it's landscaping, speaking, whether it's building, teaching, uh, it's, it's that your ability to connect with people, network with people, whatever value you, that's what God's edge is on your life. Your, that's your superpower that the Holy Spirit is going to put on steroids. It's your power tool that you begin to be able to go into wherever you are and bring the influence of the kingdom of God to where they are. But it does take, take that mind change to say, hang on, you know, it's, it's not about how great I can be and how powerful I need to be. And, um, you know, do I qualify with all the, or they always said to me, you cannot, you cannot go into the King's court until you've, you know, killed your lion and your bear. Oh man, <laughs> I struggle. Like, where right. am I going to find a lion and a bear? You know, it's just. Oh, like, I just thought that was your bear and you kill your lion. <laughs> just like, no, they said you got to kill the bear and the lion and then you get oh, taken to just the like king's David. court. You know, and I just yeah, go, yeah. well, you know, if I, so now it becomes another hoop that I've got to jump, you know, it's right. just like, another uh, performance. Yeah, another performance is like, so I'm running around trying to kill people and, you know, raise the dead just so I can get qualified to go to the king's court, right. whatever that is, you know, it's just like, um, no, you're in the right place right now at the right time. And if there's any, whatever God has for you, he was, you know, David was sitting in the field. People didn't care about him. His father didn't even bring him before the prophet, didn't think that he was worth anything. And yet... Right. God had some. God had placed somebody in the, the court of Saul that recognized David's gift and David's ability to actually um, influence King Saul, and that was the beginning of one of the greatest kings of Israel. So, you know, wherever you are, you know, God's got your number. He knows where you are. If somebody told me years ago, um. You know, because I was in, in a little town called Malfour Strand in Cape Town. It was only 5,000 people in this little town. And yeah, we and I never wanted to go to a little town. I wanted a big town so I could have a big church. I, right. I begged God for a big church. And God puts me in Malfour. And, and, uh, and I thought that God would forget me there. And one day a guy came to me and he said, I, I just feel I need to tell you this, um, is that God remembered Moses. I mean, mm. God remembered Noah. He was in the ark and it says, God right. remembered Noah. And he said, God will remember you. You won't forget right. you. And, and I, you know, it, it sort of gives you that contentment to do what, you, what you're doing, do it with all your might, serve what God's put in front of you, and he right. will promote, he, just not promote you, but he will increase your grace right. to, to the place that your influence will grow to the measure that he's designed for you. Right. And if it's, if it's one classroom, if it's one person, if it's, you know, if it's a nation, then God bless, you know, that ability within you. And if it's not, then don't worry about it. You know, it's just, weird. yeah. You know, that God was ready to change Moses's name or uh, Noah's name when Noah was out there in, in the middle of the ark and everything else, he, he was ready to change his name. Just God's very good at changing men's names. Yes. And uh, he was going to change his name to Bob. Bob. Yeah. 
but <laughs> just because he was out there bobbing around the ocean. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but when, when you remember that God is the one that shut him up, after he did what God told him to do, he yeah. shut him into the ark. Right. Shut him into that place of safety and into that place. So who knows that you've not been shut up for a certain season of time so you can learn that it's God's hand that does everything in you. Right. And then once again, once again, he taps that because you never stop doing who you are. You shouldn't yeah. anyway. Yeah. And out of your belly should flow even to those, even to those animals that were in there. I mean, all the, who, who knows how many animals were in there, but yes. out of his belly, I mean, he did who he was to those, to those animals until, until they were brought to safety. Yes. And it wasn't just 40 days and 40 nights. They bobbed around on that ocean for who knows how long till finally the, uh, they, they found dry land again. That's exactly right. And it receded. In yeah. fact, it's kind of, it's kind of funny to me that it's not, the floods didn't happen in the days of Noah when the rains came and we're always looking for the rain. Oh God, send the rain from heaven. Oh God, send your waters. Oh God, send us that new fresh spring of life. Oh God, do this to us. Oh God, please. Yeah. But it says when the floods begin to happen, not only did the rains come down, but it says the fountains of the deep opened up. Yes. And that's what I declare right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Fountains of the deep open up right now. Amen. Out of your belly flows a river of living water. So fountains of the deep just bust open right now. All the dams that have been placed in your life are busted wide open right now. You are no longer who you thought you were in the past. Whatever the world has deemed you, you are not that. You're who God has deemed to be. Amen. You have been re deemed by the blood of the lamb and we loose that in you right now we break up the fountains of the deep right now and they shall come forth and out of your belly flows right now a river of living water and it's not just ankle deep it's not just knee deep it's not just a trickle but it's waters deep enough to swim in and it's waters that flow like a rushing like a rushing river, like a flood that flows, and there are trees of righteousness, the planted of the Lord, on either side of your river, waiting for that river. They're waiting for that life coming out of you, and we loose that right now. We break it up right now in Jesus' name. Out of your belly, once again, flows that river. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I want to say, just to confirm that, is like you are not waiting for something to happen. You're not waiting for revival. You are the revival. You That's are right. the of God. You are the life that this world needs right where you are right now, today. You've been set there by God, put in a garden of Eden. You've been settled there. You've been appointed that. You've been uh, directed for that. And that is your assignment right now, right where you are. Begin to influence them. Don't preach influence right. and that's the important thing you've got all the power you've got all the water you need right to meet the need so get out and let's begin to do that wherever we are right now well thank you steve awesome stuff that was a great word for for the um, just to end it off for the year so thank you for being with us again, everybody. And I just want to say have a super Christmas uh, time and celebration with your family and friends and um, an excellent new year. Uh, let it be a prosperous, influential, God-directed, God God-guided um, year. Let 2020 be a year where we bring more of the river of life to the world around us. In Jesus That's right. Name. So thank you for, for your support. Thank you for um, being with us for this year. And uh, I look forward to us um, hopping on again next year and, uh, and carrying on our discussions. So We'll have better insight or better sight in 2020. Yes, we'll have 2020 sight. <laughs> that's what we will have. There we go. We, we can cause our theme. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 2020 sight of... Um, yeah, whatever. yeah. You and me, I'm sure Steve will come up with some kind of tagline. <laughs> That's right. I thought we already had one. Oh, you said? We already have one. It's what? you and me on KLE. There. 
<laughs> yes, we. I'll get somebody to do a jingle on that for us. <laughs> uh, you must send send me a recording of that, and I'll put it. I'll mix it into a, a jingle. How's that? There we go. Oh, bless God. Well, I appreciate you, Steve. Thank you for your time and, and working through all the tech, technological uh, uh, challenges we've had in this. And um, and yeah, to everybody, thank you very much again. Have a super December and into the new year. We'll talk to you in 2020. Can you believe it? 2020. I mean, wow. When when I when, when we were in like 1970 something, you know, 2020 was like a, like some something in the um, space right. age kind of made <laughs> and here we are right now anyway love you lots appreciate you steve love you lots too, love and you too. I'll, I'll talk to you soon see thanks for being All with right. me again today buddy